0: A dents and scratches putting a dent in your day? Introducing Rogerstein Crash Repairs Adelaide, your trusted solution for automotive woes. With over two decades of expertise, Rogerstein Crash Repairs guarantees top notch service, restoring your vehicle to its former glory in no time. From minor dings to major collisions, our skilled technicians handle it all with precision and care using state of the art equipment and techniques rogerstein crash repairs saved my car it looks brand new fast friendly and reliable i wouldn't trust anyone else with my vehicle don't let accidents slow you down visit rogerstein crash repairs adelaide at 14 penner avenue glind for quality service you can count on and here's a special offer just for our listeners mention this podcast and receive a 100 dollars discount on your repair Roger Steen Crash Repairs Adelaide Excellence in every repair Flashbacks Flashbacks.
1: Past players Past legends Past legends Tonight, we're privileged to have Tim Geneva on the, on the line. Tim, 314 games for Port, 302 goals, uh, seven time Ports uh, Premiership player. Uh, Port Adelaide Captain 94-97, to 97, Port Best and Ferris 94-97, South Australian Footy Hall of Fame in 2015. There is another premiership we will come back to in that as well, which uh, Tim Tim tries to hide about. So we, we will come back to that and Dwayne Stewart messages him each year with that with the most significant achievement of his footy career. And also Port coach as well, Tim, but you weren't ever up for long service leave there, mate. Welcome aboard. <laughs>
2: right, so thanks let's for, get the insults out the way, uh, all th- right? <laughs> Thanks for joining us, mate. Uh,
3: that's all we've got time for. We've done all your stats. That's all we've got time for. Mate, uh, let, let's start, obviously, back with your junior days, obviously growing up down in Port Adelaide there.
2: Yeah, look, um, it, was, uh, it was a bit different. I was... Uh, one of ten kids with five older brothers, so seventh child know, syndrome. Seventh child syndrome, correct? But the, the, I suppose the competition started in the backyard, like a lot of uh, families would have in the seventies, and it was uh, it was the best breeding ground, I suppose, you could get as far as footy, cricket, tennis, whatever we could play, uh, we did, and uh, we had my mum had a bit of a theory where we could invite any. Mate, we wanted to um, in the backyard because she said, "Well, look, if you're all in my backyard, at least I knew where mine were." <laughs> uh, Can't argue that. So we we always had a, a a backyard full of sport going on, and it could be like I said, any of those sports that were happening, and it could be all different age groups. And of course, being that little bit younger, it was uh, you, have, you have to earn your spot. So, and there was no. Uh, well, there was no compensation for uh, age or size. But, uh, yeah, so that's that's probably where the, the first competitive uh, competition would have happened in my life. And then it, it developed into to playing uh, for your school and, and for, well, I would say a local club, but it didn't really work out like that for me. It ended up, we were living in, in Mansfield Park, and my brother, John, who was going to Woodville High at the time, who's 10 years older than me, his mate, uh, talked him into playing for Semaphore Park. So that was like donkeys away, but if it wasn't Dad in in the combi van when he wasn't doing afternoon shift, we'd all get in the back of that with our mates and off we go down Bower Road to Semaphore Park, then on Military Road back in those days. And then uh, uh, if it wasn't that, that, somebody else would be picking us up and bringing all our mates because we were probably half the teams were loaded up with, with Jennifer's and their friends. So <laughs> it was quite bizarre. And, and I, I love those days because that was part of the Port Adelaide junior footy leagues. And, and that's where I first started, uh, started playing competitively.
1: And what's isn't generally known is either is you're actually a Woodville junior and you played in a Woodville 1978 mini league premiership side. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Well, so we
2: were zoned to Woodville back then and, um, uh, the mini league, of course, you have all the teams play, and then they got a representative side, and we played this huge carnival at Woodville Oval, and ended up playing Sturt in the grand final, and uh, Todd Viney was coach, uh, sorry, captain of Sturt, and we ended up. Uh, with our coaches of Ralph Sewer and Lindsay Heaven <laughs> getting up and, <laughs> and winning the grand final and it was bloody fantastic. Well, time never to get thinking... home with those two as coaches? Yeah, well...
4: <laughs> <Jeez.
2: laughs> I think they might have celebrated and left us behind but uh, it was uh, a terrific day and, and I remember I think it was Woodville's first ever premiership of any level or, or any um, level and the Coca-Cola mini cup as they called it and um, it was just a fantastic day and Greg Anderson actually Actually played in the side as well. Yeah, I am looking me. at that side mm. as we
1: speak. Uh, yep, and of course coached by Ralph. Well, we're not sure—is Ralph off the stage from the '80s? Uh, the '80s show we had a couple of years ago yet? Uh, oh, t- Tim, is he still speaking?
2: <laughs> he was still telling stories, wasn't he? <laughs> oh, I love that he, though. When it was you know gold. when you get a bloke like Ralph and he's in the mood to tell stories, you just let him go. Oh, he was.
1: I reckon he honestly he would have just kept going all night if 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 you hadn't stopped. He, he was gold. So.
2: Uh, it was fantastic. And I, lo- I love getting guys like that to reminisce about yeah. those times. And
1: it, it, that was a really good day.
3: Sportsman's nights uh, oh, right. absolutely uh, gold, really.
1: It was. He was incredible that day. So am not sure. He was certainly what keener to be uh, uh, keep talking than Paul Truck Passani was to draw the raffle, that's for sure. Um,
2: <laughs> Could not get Truck to do anything oh, that day.
1: <laughs> he was going to pull a hamstring running the other way, Truck.
2: Oh, God, that was funny. Yes. That was a good day. a good day.
1: So Mansfield Park and then Woodville High, Tim. Yeah, so it was it was a bit unusual. but you know, Being Mansfield Park, not many
2: kids went to Woodville High. They mainly went to what was originally Angle Park Tech, which then changed into the Parks Community Centre when they um, redeveloped that uh, whole um, high school. And it, and it was most – well, all of my mates, bar one – Went there, and me and my other mate, um, we rode our bikes to Woodville every day, um, because my elder brothers had gone there as well. So we went up to Woodville High, which had an incredible history of 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 sporting uh, greats, and very strong in hockey it was, and and also Australian rules footy with. Many, many a good name out of that. I think when the advertiser did its recent, um,
1: yeah, it was a know, high time. school teams.
2: Yeah. I think we got third or something like that. Yeah. So because there was there was some really good names in it. So, um, so yes, played played uh, footy at uh, Woodville High and even had your good self Malcolm Mumpire a couple of games. So yeah, we will get that. They <laughs> were good times, and then yes. yeah, like I said, I played in the Port Adelaide Junior Footy League uh, as well, at Semaphore Park at the time, which ended up becoming. Um, West Lakes, which then merged with St Michael's, which then became St Michael's Old Scholars so High Marsh so and West Lakes. So Smosh West Lakes now. Likes, yeah. and, and I actually remember when we swapped over from Military Road over to this new ground that they built, um, and that was the oh, I think the back end of 1978 for the start of the '79 season, and that's where the ground is today.
1: Let's not gloss over the fact that also you played in the '78 Sapsar's estate side. Uh, uh, which I have got the photo in front of me. I admit, I am trying to pick a couple out there as well. So Yeah.
2: I haven't got it in front of me, Malcolm, but there, here's some names that I can remember. Up the back, left-hand corner, there's a tall guy. Yes. His name is Peter, Peter Sexton. He actually played in the 36ers okay. championship yes. in 1986. Yep. yep. Yeah. So he ended up being a very yep. good basketballer. And I ran into Pete just uh, this year when I went to... To MC their uh, Legends Room, which Brett Maher and Scott Ninnis yep. talk in, and they said, "Dar, oh, Timmy, this is Pete." I said, "Pete Sexton," and he said, "Timmy, you remember?" I said, "Remember, mate, we're under twelve champions yeah. together. How could I forget?" So yeah, it was really good to catch up with him and have a good yarn about that trip. But uh, Jeez, you know, of course, he's a, Todd he's a fair was bit captain. taller
1: than anyone else in that he side. Was. Just quietly, yeah,
2: he's he almost was. as tall yeah. as the
0: coach. Yeah,
2: yes, exactly. And he, uh, for that reason, he played in the ruck as as well. But uh but Todd Viney was the captain, yeah. and it was uh, – guys, it's quite a successful team when you look at it. There's, I think there's Wayne Marnie, Daryl Borlace, Roger Girdham. Yes, I Girdham, thought it was
1: Daisy. Yep.
2: Ro- Roger Girdham's in there. David Foote played a lot of good footy
1: yep. for, um, good uh,
2: for uh Who else is in there? Oh, there's a couple. Of, Gary Argus played Yeah, 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 and,
1: yeah, and it, Kilburn Motorcycle yeah. and Tattoo Club. Yep.
2: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Five um, in a state game against Victoria.
2: Correct, he did. Oh, jeez, I'm just trying to remember that, that some of the other lads that are now, in there. Todd Viney.
1: It was... Todd Viney in a mini league game kicked the casual seven goals mm-hmm. for Sturt in a mini league game. Yep, and got a standing ovation at Unley. And he that, was
2: uh, a freak. Yeah. Wow. he was amazing. He used to um, he used to backspin. He grabbed oh. the ball and then backspin pirouette out of packs, and the kids just didn't know how to handle it they didn't know what was going on on how to tackle him He was like the the tassie devil on the bugs bunny show it was it was amazing but the way he pulled through and he had so much power already but it was quite a, an irony in that and i was talking about this to some Sturt guys um where i actually that was the last time i saw todd it was the under 12 championship yeah. and the first we went and ironically i heard that the Sapsaza team's going to Albury-Wodonga this year. Um, and that's where we went to play the championship. Yep. yep. And uh, we I'll never forget, we had a a, a rest day, and I think it might have been a Saturday. And Anyway, Todd's billet and my billet, because you remember the days of billeting where you just got shoved with a random family yep, somewhere. Yep. <laughs> so Off you go, 12-year-old kid. Yeah. <laughs> See you later. Ice, I did that, I did that oh, in Melbourne
3: one yeah. year. So yeah, we, we all I, did it. Yeah, we yeah. did, yeah.
2: Pete, yep. hey, it was it's bizarre that it? you yes. think about it these days. Absolutely. So they dare let it happen. But so we, we um caught up and they said, Oh, we're gonna go and see this new movie in town. Do you want to come? And Todd and I said, Yeah, no worries. So anyway, you know, we got in, got the popcorn and that sort of thing, and sat down. And I said, Do you know this movie? He said, No, nah, I've got no idea. And I'm not lying, the movie was Greece, 1978. Oh, Can you believe it? We saw Classic. Greece together for the first time ever. So it's quite a moment uh, in our histories, but yeah, what happened was he was such a good tennis player. Yes, uh, yep. because he was it was he was a state tennis player at the same time. He pursued tennis and, and off he went, and and we never saw him again because you know you expect to come come across him in juniors or yeah. other state teams, and we just didn't see him. And of course, he came back off the circuit when he was nineteen, I reckon, mm. and he came back to play for Sturt. Yeah, yeah. and I'll never forget we played him. Uh, round two, I reckon, Footy Park, 85, and I'm um, realising he's playing and I'm pretty excited. Firstly, I've got to get the job done, got to win first. And we win and then I'm beelining him to go and shake hands and I didn't know whether he'd remember me and he ran straight to me as well and beeline me. And I've got this photo, this black and white photo of me, him, and Greg Whittlesey coming off the ground and me and him smiling Beaming at each other as we've just sort of shaken hands and reconnected. It's a it's a great photo. One i absolutely love, and I oh, I probably should too. get a copy and send it to him. Yeah, yeah.
3: it's a am- it's amazing how those childhood memories and childhood friends uh, carry right through even to today. Oh, great! Greg, well, they Widd- do. Greg is they one do. of the
1: great blokes in footy as well. Yep. He's oh, a, he's a one absolute
2: ripper! That fella. Um, he he, he cleaned me up and picked me
1: up and apologised. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and here we are talking about an under 12 sapsasa yeah. that's uh, stood the test of time. Now let's yeah.
1: let's get to it, Tim. Your greatest <laughs> achievement of your football career, <laughs> the thing which comes first, the thing you hold dearly, celebrate each year. Of course, you played in a Nord under fifteen competition premiership side. And don't you revel in being reminded of that. And, and I would oh, like to congratulate Dwayne Stewart that he does message you. And, and
3: year, let me mate. say, I actually, I'm actually i a massive Nord supporter and I respect Port Adelaide immensely. And when I heard that, I said, Malcolm, you, you're pulling my leg, right? Oh, no, no, no. He goes, no, 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 this is dead set true. Yeah. So we had to get you on, mate. We had to, we had to ask the question. Oh, Pete, and you played with know, Storm every, Boy.
2: You know, yes, I did, Greg Rowe. Um, but, Pete, every person in life has a sin on their soul. <laughs> and this is mine. <laughs> Very good. And I, I've tried all types of baptisms you name it to remove
1: it, but it keeps coming <laughs> back to all me. Oh, he was but, pretty uh, happy when I when I interviewed when I found out about it, because he no, he wasn't not. he wasn't exactly going to mention it when I interviewed him no. originally and then I've gone, Ah Tim, how about your Nord Premierships? So he's gone, Oh, Jesus, how'd you find that? You up?
2: know, you know I blame for that, Malcolm, for actually reigniting it. Is a bloke called Terry Barch. He played some yes. um, footy at Norwood and coached a fair bit in, in amateur league and country yep. leagues. And I was dealing with Terry Barch at because um, uh, I was at the at the Little Heroes, and he yep. was told transport, and they were big supporters yes. at a massive yep. golf day. And Terry and I go on like a house on fire, and of course loved uh, our footy. And one day, he said to me, "Hey, did you play at Norwood?" And I said, "No." Nah. <laughs> and he said, Don't bullshit me. He said, I've got a he said, I've got a yearbook from nineteen eighty that says the under fifteens, congratulations, uh won the night premiership on blah 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 blah. And then and here's the lineup." And he said, and there's a T janitor in it. I said, "I'm sorry, Terry. I don't know what you're talking about." <laughs> <laughs> he said, "That's you." I said, "Oh, I said, look, it is. It is." And uh, I, he said, "How did that happen?" Of course, I told him the story, and he's gone. He's gone. This is unbelievable. Anyway, he let it run riot. He I think he actually put it in a bloody. Uh, it must have been a nor newsletter.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, wait, I can't, I I can't remember how I found. Oh, it may mate. have been with Stewie. I reckon it might have been. Having a chat with Dwayne Stewart and Dwayne might have brought it up. I reckon. Well, I don't, I was I don't think it happy. was Fanta. I admit that. No. I think it was Stewie. Well,
2: well, see, Fanta went over to the Bulldogs and he was out of the out of the state for a while, so I was happy about that because he always <laughs> mentions it. So I was pretty happy. But it was it was an amazing set of circumstances, Pete, on, on how yeah. it happened. Where so my primary school um, teacher and footy coach at the time uh, in '78, who um, sort of pushed me through to the to, to the under-12 Sapsarza, he just gave me a phone call a couple of years later and uh, said, oh, Timmy, um, here you go, and da-da-da. I said, yeah, good mate. i think Mr. Robinson, what are you calling me for? And um, he goes, oh, I'm, I'm coaching in this under-15 competition. And da, da, da. I said, oh, that's good, yeah. And I'm thinking, why is he ringing me? Thinking, Maybe he's coaching Woodville, you know. And he goes, um, and I'm actually coaching uh, Norwood and, and I'd love you to come out and play. I said, I'm not coming out and play Norwood. No way. And he goes, but yeah, it's 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 under 15 competition. I said, well, you, you understand. I have to play for Woodville anyway. I said, I'm in the zone. He said, Woodville don't have a team. And I said, oh, Ripper, because this is right at the beginning of of under 15s being created. Mm-hmm. Yep. And And I said, well, that's great news. I said, I can go and play for Port Adelaide. And i'm thinking you rip up the dream's coming true <laughs> and he goes port don't have a team in this year either i said oh god i said all right well i don't care anymore i'm not playing and he and he started going he said no i really need you and, blah, 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 and all this and and then he just said one thing that clicked my ears up and he goes and um, and we play on a wednesday night at febben and i went night time and he goes, Yeah, nighttime. Now you gotta remember. It's nineteen eighty. The only night games mm. that were played back then were the Art of Cup. Cut. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And things like that. Like night footy was a rarity. Yes. And and I never forget, I think, wow, because I used to go to Nord and watch, you know, Nord play East from mantle or yep. something like yep. that. Or and, and they'd wear, wear that black stuff under their eyes and the yes. white footies and all that. And I said to him, So it's at nighttime. And he said, Yeah, it's at nighttime. And I said, can I wear that black stuff under my eyes? (laughs) He said, you can wear whatever you want, just play. And so I went out and uh, I'll never forget, I had to train Mondays with the under-17s and that's when I sort of first ran into a bloke called Gary McIntosh. And uh, I sat in the rooms and I was always early because my teacher took me up there and I'd sit there and, uh, and then I'd watch all the boys come in. And it's a really interesting uh, dynamic compared to Port Adelaide and where you, you had all the blazers coming in from the colleges and then you'd come, all these scruffy kids coming in who come from like the Campbelltown Highs mm-hmm. and Mac- Mac- Gillis yeah, yeah. Plains yep. and all that. So, yeah, you had this two distinct groups that yes. was not, you know, sort of a bit, bit foreign to me. And um, and then, of course, blokes, like, and I'll never forget the first black went straight up to me was a bloke called James Fantasia, yep. who was just uh, an absolute gentleman and still is, of course. And he just said, well, who are you, mate? And I da, 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 shook my hand and, and he just took me under his wing. And then there was a couple of other guys. Dwayne Stewart was excellent. Um, David Payne. Uh, and when I trained with the 17s, because Gary was um, not, he was too good for 15, so he wasn't blind. Um he, he was up in the 70s, but uh, those guys were just really nice. And I remember Mr. Fantasia was just he, – he'd yeah. go and watch every yeah. training session, you name it, and he was just such a gentleman. Uh, great, And great uh, man. lovely people. So, yeah. yeah, so we ended up playing – I think it was five minor round games we had to play and, and sort of like and see who was up the top. And then you had to play a semi and a final when we got through to the final. And I remember I was sort of playing half forward, if you like, because I was an, an underager. And we um, – I'll never forget – pulling on the Red Sox, the, the the jumper. Jesus, isn't that got, bringing
1: the emotion out of you, Timmy J The
2: bit that got me the most, the bit that really hurt me, was when I pulled on the navy shorts and this bloody AGC badge was yeah, on the beautiful, shorts. beautiful, wasn't it? And that was just distinctive of Nord. <laughs> AGC were responsible yeah, yeah, a long for time. rather more, yeah. weren't yeah. they? Yeah. And I just sat there and looked at these shorts and I thought – what are you doing? What are you doing here? And it was amazing. We got through, like oh, I said, of the final. Pete's and, actually um, got a pair out, too. There
3: yep. might, yep.
2: oh, did you? Sure. Yep, he's just got a pair well, there out. There you go. You know what I'm talking about. Yes. Are uh, they will zip up with the button up? Yep, up, yep. beautiful the side AGC there. logo we're looking yeah. at. I don't really oh, think oh, you'd mate. fit
1: into those these days, Pete. No,
2: this unfortunately
3: not. <laughs> I might get one leg into them yeah. these days.
2: Uh, I don't know what, I, I might have chucked mine out. I, I think oh, I, come on. I reckon you I didn't scored. want any evidence. I didn't you've got a framed evidence,
1: on but... your wall, Tim.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but then I ended up, uh, we played the final, and I remember we played, uh, they were called East Torrance, and they were a mixed bag of sort of Torrance and North, yeah. and uh, I'm pretty sure Andrew Jarman played. And, uh, yeah, because I remember this kid, so he was, had exquisite skills and the like, yep. and, and I was on the half-order, and we weren't travelling that well, and the, Coach said to me, like, Timmy, I want you to go in the middle. And uh, I, say, I say to Dwayne and, uh, and Fanner, I say, mate, we were down and you had to put a Port bloke in the middle to bloody skip you the victory. <laughs> <laughs> now, You were a Woodville bloke at that stage. Well, I was a Woodville bloke at that stage. But anyway, we bloody came back and we won and we won the flag. It was amazing.
1: And, of course, to then, when did the – so did the Saps – didn't playing till cup happen before you became a port player or where did that fit in going to port no, and well, in that reaction?
2: Yeah. That that year uh, was nineteen eighty and I was fourteen playing in the Port Adelaide Junior Footy League and I'd I'd um, you know how they have association medals. Yep. I'd won I'd won three in a row, including the nineteen eighty one, and Jeff Potter, the, the famous Port Adelaide yep. champion yep. from the sixties, Jeff Potter's lab was playing at Summerfall Park. And he saw me playing and he went and said to me one night, do you want to go play at the Oval? And I said, which Oval? And that's what they used to call Alberton in in the old days. They used to call it the Oval. And uh, he said, "Alberton." I said, oh, wow, would I? I said, but I'm bound to Woodville. And he said, look, leave it with me. And then he went, obviously, to Port and said, you've got to come see this kid and he's bloody won all the medals and all this crap. And Anyway, I was sitting at home one day and this guy knocked on the back door, of all things, and I walked down and I said, oh, sorry, mate, Dad's at, Dad's at work. And he said, I'm not here to see Dad, I'm here to see you. It was Malcolm Maiden who coached uh, Ports Junior yep. for yeah, long years and years. And he said, uh, you know, would you like to come out to Alberta, no? And I said, oh, look, I'd love to, but I said, "I'm, you know, I'm a Woodville plant I'm down to Woodville. And he said, oh, don't worry about that, It will fix that. And uh, if you're keen, we got pre-season starting next week. And I said, yes, please. So I went out as a 14-year-old um, to start training with the under seven eights.
1: Let's be honest. With your junior record, it, it's quite staggering. And, look, let's be honest, disappointing that Woodville were prepared to trade. Like, you and Greg Anderson should have been Woodville players. Now, that mm. it does change things dramatically. Like, you know, Pavlich instead of McGregor, except Tim English instead of Jordan Gallucci, et cetera, et cetera. Those sort of things change footy, and you and and Greg Anderson and with Woodville would have been a distinct difference. And it's considering if you'd been a junior who hadn't done much, you could, yeah, understand it a little bit. But if I got a kid who's winning every medal in the in that so in yep. my in my area, I ain't trading him. Absolutely, yeah.
2: Nah, it was uh, it was quite staggering when you think about it. Exactly like you said with um, with Greg as well. Like he was, he, Greg was also. An athletic champ. Yes. Like he, he was winning two hundreds and four hundreds at national championships and things like that. And you're going, so he's got athletic ability as well as this yeah. amazing footy ability. Like, yeah, it was a bit uh it was it was a bit what would you say? I think at the time, and I remember talking to my older brother Nick, who was playing under seventeens or nineteens at the time, and I said to him, Well Nick, you know, court want me to go out and all that. Should should I you know, just sort of say no and go to Woodville. <laughs> he said, don't be so stupid. Yeah. He said, they'll ruin you. And yeah. he said, you go out. And it was, I think at the time they were just, um, you know, how you need good administration. And yeah, I think yeah. that, that, that yeah. the finger wasn't on the pulse, exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Because when when I finished that, that tournament with uh, Norwood and we won in 80, um, There was a bloke called Jock. He was our team manager. He had a beard. Yeah, Jock O'Reilly. Yep. Jock O'Reilly. Lovely bloke. Ripping bloke. The late Jock O'Reilly. Yep. Yeah, he was on to me like, no, tomorrow. Well, he got me and and took me and my dad to meet Walsh. Yes. Yeah. So they were on it. And I said the same thing. I said, sorry, I'm, I'm bound to Woodville and all this sort of thing, and they said, well, look, we'd love you to come out and, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll don't worry about that side of it. We'll be able to fix that and all this yeah. sort of thing. And all I could think of was get me out of this room. Uh, and yeah, Wally was – you could tell, like, how good he was as yes. a negotiator that day. Uh, you know, looking back in hindsight um as an adult, not as a kid, I thought to myself, geez, this bloke has – just about stitched us. And my dad, who had no idea about any sport or football or anything, was going, well, it sounds pretty good, son.
1: <laughs> uh, Wally, Wally Wally, was the master negotiator of getting the best deal for absolutely Nord Football Club every single time. Yeah. Neville, yeah, Ro- nice Neville Roberts found it. that out. Yep. Yeah, and get, I, I desperately want to get out of there in an awful hurry. You, uh, come on, uh, you haven't finished get, singing the Nord Club song from going top yet, <laughs>
3: 10, come on. Can you imagine a parallel universe where McIntosh and Ginevra are in the yeah. same team week in, week out? Oh, oh, I actually yeah. think
1: the two, let's be honest, on that one, the two of you would have loved it. Yeah. Yeah, you would have. You know, oh, Yeah. You know, yeah, I love that story where, look, and you probably got more, full credit, you, you got more out of Macca when you interviewed him that day at him than I've heard anyone get out of him. Yeah, and the story yeah. where he, he banged, oh, whose head's together, was it? Malakalis, Yeah. Tony
2: Malakalis and me, yeah. Uh, the most was... embarrassing moment of my career. Oh. My God, was that embarrassing. And Macca but, did uh... the Three
1: Stooges impersonation. <laughs> it was brilliant.
2: Oh, did he what? It was bloody funny. And Macca would say nothing on the Oval. But after that incident, we jogged away, and I was just so bloody embarrassed that he's come past, and he said, Hey, Timmy, that was a good one, wasn't it, eh? Three stooges. <laughs> and, I, and I said, Hmm, victim of circumstance.
3: <laughs> so so is it safe to say that uh, Noah taught you everything you know? No, no, not at all. <laughs> uh, what
2: it did do, you know what, I, I, I was very impressed at how well drilled they were and because I was training with the 17s I was impressed with the way they did their drills and the discipline around where you had to kick the ball and where you had to lead Mm. and there was there was all these things that I was sort of going well I've never trained like this and at that stage I hadn't trained with a senior club and it was sort of like wow I can this is this is quite impressive then when I went to Port Adelaide we didn't train like Norwood, and and we didn't have those those um, plays in place and and the disciplines around where you kick the ball and how you kick the ball and who leads where and all that. Yeah. But what I felt at Port Adelaide was this incredible hard edge. Yeah. Yep. It was like this is it, you know that saying where they say you know it's it's. <laughs> Football's not about life and death. It's more serious yeah. than that. Yeah. That's how it felt at Albany. Oh, it and the like, amount of look, the amount of,
1: amount of times, especially big games, finals, Port 1, because, because of your desperation, we'd look afterwards and look at the sides and go, what a better side on paper than that. And then mm. you'd remind yourself, Port it's were more port desperate. Unlo- yep. They wanted it. You annihilated Nord in a final. Where I reckon Nord only kicked two or three goals. And it was just purely that. It was just crash, bash, get it forward. Nothing scientific. Forward. That next was, contest. Yeah. Next I, contest. And
3: that's what, all it was. The, the original chaos it, ball.
2: Oh, yeah. It was '88. It was the second semi-final, and yeah, I'll never forget because it was it was a horrible blustery day, yes. so didn't suit. It, it then becomes a game of exactly those factors that you're talking about. So it suited us, but I think we only kicked two five for the yeah. day, and. Oh. Rowan Smith came back into the side that day and I think he kicked three in probably the worst conditions going around and he basically cemented himself for the for the grand final that day. But it was such a bloody – exactly that game, it was all about, okay, it means more to us and this is how we're going to play.
1: Now, I do want to go back now. So, Pete, the first ever time I met Tim was – I was umpiring Tim. It was <laughs> a, It was a Tuesday afternoon at St. Clair and it was. It was pissing down with rain mm-hmm. and – I'm trying to think who you were playing, what side you were playing. But anyway, there was a guy in the opposition called Vince Mayo. How he never played league football has me stuffed Tim, because he was a gun. Anyway, there was a bit of push behind. And Greg Anderson that day was playing in Sanchez and he was leirising and he admits now that he was being a big-headed dickhead, that he'd come back from league footy, had to play for the school because he wasn't allowed to play for St. Michael's, etc. And so Vince Mayer, he pushed him a bit behind the play. But there wasn't much in it, but I carried on as an umpire, there was. And I've gone and yelled out, hit him again. They play Nord next week. <laughs> and Tim burst out <laughs> laughing and went, good on you, Malcolm. That's exactly what he needs. And that was really, I've got on with it. There's a house on fire with Tim ever since yep. from that. Where I know if you have a few people you would have could answer back, oh, who do you think you are as a Nord man? Where you went, yep, yeah, actually, he is being a dickhead. He gets what, he's getting what he
2: deserves. <laughs> and Vince Mayer could fight. He was, a, oh. he was a good little fighter. He was a good little fighter. He went to Finden High. And, uh, Finden, that's and right. And, uh, yeah, the, uh, well, my now wife went to Finden High as well. She knew him very well. She said, oh, yeah, cleaned up more than there, though. Oh.
1: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but just Greg was just a nice, come on, young fella, pull your head in. Yep. Yeah, we know you can play, yep. but yeah. don't be a clown. And, yeah, and. Now, ironically, Tim is Danny Hanson, good mate of mine's brother-in-law. So I'll be yep. at Hanson family shows with him now. Yep. Oh and, yeah, Helen and, and with Helen, yeah. And uh, Greg actually yeah, went we- one day. Yep, Malcolm, you're right. right. I yep. was I was a dickhead that day. So and we moved on. Yep. So it's a bit of fun. No, but a good man, and he's mate, a good fella.
3: You played some till cup in eighty two. Yeah, so I was um, I went
2: I got invited out uh, probably from I, I had a reasonable sort of start to the season in in 82 in the 17s and they promoted me to 19s so from that i got in in the squad of players that you you recommend and you get taken to go to uh, sunday morning trainings for the till cup and alan stewart was coach and i thought to myself this is great i'll just try and impress this year and get myself uh into the team next year when I'm 17 and uh I kept training to impress the course, and Alan kept keeping me in the squad when they were chopping it. And uh, in the end, uh, he said he announced early because the squad would normally get announced, you know, sort of last minute. And the last Sunday morning training before the squad was going to be announced on the Tuesday or something, he just stopped training and just said, Look, uh, the way he has trained, he said, um, I'm taking him this year as one of the three underage. players I'm taking to to Brisbane and I was like wow I didn't even have to wait for the moment to get um, anointed in the squad and I thought wow I'm going and it was a, such a bonus because if you get two years to tilt cup, the second year you, you're more relaxed the better or more experienced the better yep. and yep. Um, this was incredible so myself um, Andrew Jarman and Greg Anderson, Anderson were the underages, yeah. I think yep. mm. and, and then we went go. away to
1: uh, Brisbane. Mm. A few names in that side, Michael O'Brien, Jars, as you said, Stephen Barrett, Peter ha- Simmons for North Adelaide, U- uh, Adelaide Sima. Uni Premiership Coach. Da- David Payne. Yeah, Payne. Yeah. David Kapler. P- yep. Um, probably the greatest achievement you've got in that, Tim, is you somehow managed to get in, on the back row in the photo, which is
2: quite ridiculous. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I don't know. It's probably the only time I've ever yes. been on the back yes,
1: row. I was thinking
3: that. <laughs> you sure you're not standing on a couple of phone books, mate? The, the, the photographer's at full, I think. <laughs> so keep looking. Um, Dwayne Russell.
1: Um, Dwayne was captain. captain. Yeah, Dale yeah, Lowby. Pete, yeah. Pete Brinkworth. So yeah, there's a few in there. Yeah, good, good, good oh, little team. That one, of course, too. The guy, uh, Jamie McPhee, Australian under nineteen cricket captain. Um, Correct. Yes, he could. He, Australian under nineteen captain, and the and the side was Mark Taylor, Mark War. And Steve War and Danny Buckingham and Ramshaw, and he was the best player of a lot of them. Wow. Jamie McPhee, so yeah. a trivia That's there. Good bloke too. Yes. good bloke. Jamie. I was with him; yeah. he was over in Adelaide a couple of weeks ago.
3: And did I? I read... Mon- yeah. Sorry, go
2: on. So, so, I, I think Michael Murphy was in that team as well. Played at the Bays and Brisbane, yeah. and yeah, Michael Murphy. Yeah.
3: Mm. And and did I read right that uh, you made the uh, eighty-two All Australian Tour Cup team as well? Yeah,
2: I, I did. I had a. I remember I was on the bench for the first game and Dwayne Russell came up to me and, and I was just excited to be playing. And he just said, listen, you'll get a chance at some stage, make an impact. And I thought, yeah, right, I will, I will, I will. And uh, I got on, I reckon, just before half time, and uh, took a mark, ran around, kicked a goal. And then the second half, I, I think I ended up kicking three or four in the, in the first game. And then played the second game and kicked another three. And then I think in the final against Victoria, I kicked a couple again. And and so it was like not, you're in the All-Australian, which was um, staggering. So I was sort of like Coach, from going. For, coached by the illustrious
1: Ray Slug Jordan. That would have been interesting, yes.
2: Timmy G. Yeah, he uh, was a different character, yes. old Slug. Don't worry about that. But there were some names in that, I mean. Paul Salmon was like their they oh,
1: yes, there he is. Damian
2: Burke and Paul Salmon were their were their ruckman and they were about six foot seven or eight then. They were huge.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at now I can pick Sam it's really hard to read the names underneath, but yeah, mm. you can certainly pick Salmon and Burke as you've said that.
2: Oh, they a huge, huge player. So, yeah, they had quite a dominant team, the old Vicks, but uh, yeah, it was a great experience for me coming away with, a, with an All-Australian in the first year. i would never forget Darren Harris played for us. Uh, South Adelaide yeah. went to North Melbourne. And I'll never forget we played that game. He played full back in the end. playing a pretty good game. And as we were coming off the ground, a bloke walked out to him, shook his hand and gave him a Carlton Guernsey. And because there was no draft back then, Um mm. And so they were just used to entice you with uh, form fours and the like. And uh, we all went, wow, what's going on there? And our match uh, day team manager was a guy called Ron Kinsman, Mm. who Ronnie came from Woodville and and ended up doing um, uh, lots of years at the Crows. And Ronnie ran out. Seeing the incident, grabbed the jumper and threw it in the bloke's face and said, You get your filthy Victorian hands off of him. <laughs> Good to hear. <laughs> it was classic. Uh, gee, I think Boral Darren Alice was like, "Well, oh, no, I wouldn't have minded that. <laughs> yeah,
1: <fair laughs> yeah, Absolutely. It. Now, looking at the side for the next year, Timmy G. In the Till Cup. Yeah, with the Till Cup side. And there is a guy there, I will say that he's in the best. 10 juniors I've ever seen. Nord kid, Anthony Coles. He, as a junior, was extraordinary. He didn't go on with it. He kicked 10 against Port, actually it might have been 12, in an under-19s grand final. And you would have thought this guy was going to be the best thing since sliced bread. But of that front, uh, just having a look now at the side, the front row, Andrew Bennett, Andrew Pays, Greg Anderson, uh, Tim Ginever, Wayne Marnie, Robin Kidney. So there's a
2: fair front row yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're right, too. Colsey, uh, I sort of oh. caught up with not long ago, and it was great to see him. I hadn't seen him for donkeys. But uh, good bloke. he ended up playing. He ended up playing back, I reckon, in that oh. tournament. Um, yeah. And he had to stand this kid that came up from uh, uh, Victoria for the final um, who'd played league footy on the Saturday for St Kilda and come the final on the Monday. Now, his name was Tony
1: Lockett, I think it was. Oh, yeah. okay, Tony okay. Lockett. Yeah, Yeah, heard that name. Yep, yep, sorry. Just
2: <laughs> trying to be a smart-ass
1: trying to work out who it was, yeah.
2: <laughs> just
1: but a, he, uh,
3: just so a lazy Tony Lockett.
2: He was amazing. Yeah, it was a cozy understanding.
3: <laughs> Good luck, Ian. What, what was it like playing against Tony Lockett there uh, in the Till Cup?
2: He was, you could tell he was a fierce, angry kid straight away. Like he was built, you know, 17 years of age. Yeah, thin waist and the big, pick handled um, shoulders. And he was just such a beast of a man and great hands. And just you thought, gee, no wonder why he's playing league footy already. He was just already um, built for it. So um, quite a a, uh, character. But (laughs) the runner came out to him and said, uh, Hey, Tony. Slug wants you to do this, that, and the other, and he just kept staring ahead. And he said, Slug wants you to do this, that, and the other, and he just kept staring ahead. He said, Tony, are you listening? And he turned to the runner and he said, you tell Slug
1: to get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, I, I reckon there were a felony of adults who wouldn't have done that to Slug, let alone a junior. Oh, he was. He He's was a Victorian
2: one, cricketer was one, as well. One oh, <laughs> oh, so cricket lovely.
1: stories around about him, yeah. Uh, yeah, now,
3: now am I right in saying that you had a bit of an interaction with Tony Lockett in that Teal Cup?
2: Oh, there was a fair, there was a fair old blue in the. Oh, might have been the first quarter actually. Um, so yeah, everybody was in it and all the rest of it, but I think I got thrown out of it pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I won that silly, mate. Oh, I won that silly.
1: Fair enough. <laughs> now league debut. Then after that, oh, was it one of the night games originally? Uh, yeah, It was the old um, escort, escort Cup. Escort Cup,
4: Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. So uh, we were playing. I think it was a Wednesday night again, yeah. February, Noble. Yeah. And and it was a horrible evening, and it was going to rain, you know, all night. And I, I we were playing school footy, and of course, yeah. I said, well, look, I'm not playing because you know I've got to play league footy, you know. But I'm on the bench, and you know, back in those days, you sat on the bench, you might get on, you might not. And uh, so anyway, I. We're standing watching the game. We're playing at and High again, ironically, but at Finland this time. And um, we were down at three-quarter time, and the coach looked at me and said, how about we drag him, mate, and uh, you put his gear on and go on? I said, yeah, let's do it. So I played the last quarter for for Woody High. Uh, Luckily got out of it unscathed. We won the game, packed up my gear, went home. Got picked up and went to play league footy and thought, oh, you beauty, I'll just be sitting on the bench all night. Was so Trevor that... Robertson
1: coach? Was that? Was Weasel? Co- was Trevor? Coach? Uh,
2: Trevor wasn't not that I night. That no, you. he wasn't. Okay. But he did coach us. Yeah. Trev. yeah, good, good man.
1: Mistake,
2: and um, it. correct, good keeper. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we, we we sit there in the box at Debbie and thought, got the rug on, new beauty, and no word of a life. Five minutes in, injury to me, you're on. So I played all just about the whole game, and uh, it was. I really enjoyed it because I was out there with league players and the like, and and uh, I ran past. Daryl Schimmelbush had a really good game, but I ran past him when he got a free kick, and I said, "Shimmer, shimmer, shimmer," and he went to handball it to me, and then he said, "You little bastard!" And he started, <laughs> he started chasing me. Up. And then after the game finished, he come up, shook me and he said, "Hey, that was clever. That was really clever." And like, for a 17-year-old to do that to a senior player like it's a bit cheeky, isn't it? You, <laughs>
3: right You've always that. been the smiling assassin to me, that's for <laughs> sure.
1: <laughs> so then you establish yourself in the league side in 84 and go through and play in the grand final. In, look, I, I know you're going to say you're Nord man, you're giving me shit because you're annoyed, won and all that, but it, in my book, the 73 and 84 grand finals are the two great grand finals in our NFL history. Yeah, I think from... Uh,
2: from you know, a spectator's point of view or an outsider's point of view. It's one of the great SNFL grand finals of all time. But for for me personally, it was um, probably premature. That was only my sixth game of league footy. And I came in really late into the team. I think with maybe – so we we won the second semi and I played a game earlier in the year, so there's one. So I played the last three minor round games and managed to kick – um, I reckon four and three in the last two games. So sort of had my spot, if you like, as, as a sort of a, what would you say, forward pocket who gets yep. about five minutes on the ball. Yep. And so the second semi, we played the Bays and I play a, a, exactly that role, but I kick two and we play really well and we win. And we've had a great, great year. I then... Uh, sat there nervously for a fortnight going, am I going to get a game? And I was sort of thinking, geez, I might be lucky to to stay on the side. And then it was a bit of a surprise. We're staying with you. we got a couple of injuries, which I, I think threw things up and they probably didn't want to make, make too many changes. And I played, but they changed. They changed just about everything because you used to get a bit of a run on the ball, but Paul Belton was sort of number one rover and you might get five minutes in the quarter. Because of and, and you, you you well and truly know this, Harvey comes into the team to, to tag, that yep. So that takes out one midfielder. And that was Paul Belton. So Paul Belton was forced to a half-forward fight, like permanent. That forced me deeper as a forward pocket, if you like. And then um, Bomber, who would have been, say, the sentimental of the time of a ruck rover, he was sort of the loose... Midfielder, if you like, um, and then Bradley as well, uh, and then Bradley was playing almost That's the cool. exact same role. Yep. yep. And and it just changed the whole dynamic of everything. And then Barmy brilliantly puts H to full forward, and Max James ends up on the on the ball, who hasn't played a league go for about three yeah. years. Yeah. So it was uh, it we, we it was funny. I I always felt like we rearranged our chess pieces. To match Norwoods, yet we've been the dominant team all yeah, year. Yeah,
1: that's fair. Fair point. Yeah. there. and you have a bit unlucky too. You, you, Lester Ross had a had a fair old game in the grand final. He yep. well, Lester Ross could seriously play as well.
2: Oh, he's a great player. But um, yeah, look, I, I think basically the first quarter was all uh, you know a, a fast paced blur for me. I think in in hindsight, if, if and, and as players do today, you rotate off the bench. I think if you had that. 15 or 20 minutes to get all that out of your system, go and have a five-minute breather and then come back on in the second turn, I think you probably would have settled down and had a good game. Yeah. But what happens in those days because you're stuck in the forward pocket? Well, the first one to come off is one of the forwards, isn't it? And yeah. And I was the one that came off. I came off and I sat there until the 29-minute mark of the last quarter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I do. I
1: do. I did remember you were on the pine a fair bit.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I just I remember coming because I was almost in a blur. I was almost became a oh, almost like a dream sequence where you just weren't sure that you were there and it was happening. You know, and it was such an intense game that you know, sort of what's what's going on and when will I go back on? Why don't I? The, the shame of being on the bench because it was shameful back then. If yeah. you're on the yeah. Time. It, was, it was completely shameful. And as an a 18-year-old in your sixth game, not understanding any of that, um, you pretty much blame myself for the loss. And it was just like, I remember the 29-minute mark, the phone ringing and they said fresh legs. And I thought, fresh legs at the 29-minute mark of the last
1: quarter. <laughs> and it actually <laughs> um, only went I, 29.40. So, geez, yeah, you had a, you had a fair on, bit of time to make an impact.
2: Yeah. I got on, ran over the other side and actually hit Timmy Evans on the chest. And he has a shot and misses. Misses, I think. that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I know you blokes would know it better than me. Yes. But
3: <laughs> now, speaking of Timmy Evans, um, him and Barmy going toe to toe in the square at the beginning of the game was that a a shock?
2: <laughs> well, it was. I was I was then obviously still for the national anthem yeah. with Leicester, who's a very respectful man as well, <laughs> and uh, you could just hear this enormous roar of the crowd going off, yep. and I sort of looked to my right and went. You're kidding me! They're actually having a fight. <laughs> of course, then everybody started to run down to it, and you sort of go down and not thinking the national anthems on like where's well, the respect? <laughs> yep. And that that game and that moment changed the way we line up for yes, um, yes. the nat- that was national anthem what I was forevermore. Just about to say
3: uh, it was yeah. the last time. Now let's go into 80- eighty-five and
1: eighty-six. And look, I think you show a fair bit of character. Um, you had a dispute. Let's. Yeah, go through that in your words, Tim. Uh, how do you mean, mate? Well, with Russell and and what you decided then uh, <laughs> doing the course and yeah, because no, yeah, I'm actually yeah, was, praising yeah. you for that. Yeah, look, I um that you're honest was, with yourself. And,
2: yeah. yeah, I was very, I was fiercely competitive, yes. but uh, built, I build myself up into a game into such a frenzy that I um you you lost perspective and as much as i had to be sort of kamikaze in my mind to get a kick i was i was losing all perspective about you know keeping your your blinkers open and being more aware of what's around you and who's around you and so i got to the point where i found out at one stage that if we lost a game nobody would come near me after a game because i wouldn't talk for nearly a week i wouldn't talk till the next thursday night and it's like it's too long to actually recover
1: Rowan Smith so, actually said to me, they were quite worried about you at one stage, that you did take losing so hard and they thought... Too hard. Shit, yeah, this kid's, way too hard. This kid's got a real problem. We need to get him out of this crap. Mm. That, hey, I think it's that important. Would've. Yeah. Let's yeah. get back with the real world a bit. I know yeah. the feeling, mate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I think I'm I, think civil, I, I can't deny it. Yep. <laughs> but
2: I think I would have, you know, in these days, you probably would have got help a lot lot quicker. Yeah. But I, um, I got to the point where... I didn't have a great preseason in '86, and I I was sort of in in and out a bit, and I sort of felt like I hit this patch of form that I was going okay, and Russell had sort of been taking me off, and and then, and I went back to the twos and I came back and and uh, I felt like I was having this bit of a patch of form where I was going okay, and then this particular game he took me off, oh, I reckon at the beginning of the third quarter, and. I lost it because I felt like I was playing well. And I came to the boundary, and of course, the coaches used to sit on the bench um, well and truly back then, and I grabbed the old mouth guard and thank the Lord I didn't throw it, but I just fronted him and said, what was that for? And and he just said, look, sit down stop behaving like a school child. And I said, well, I'll do that when you stop coaching like one. And that was just like, honestly. Wow. I always talk about attitude and and having a great attitude, you can achieve anything. Well, having a bad attitude, you fall into the world of blaming excuses. Well, that's where I was. I was in the world of blaming excuses, and I sat there fuming, and I could tell that Russell wasn't happy with me. But again, you sat there, and then five minutes to go in the game, he said, "Warm up, you're going back on." I said, "No, I'm not going on. That's it's, it's a waste of time. It's wet, cold. I'll do a hammy. I'm not. I'm not doing it." So I refused to go on, then I left the game straight away and I drove around the streets for two hours and <laughs> not what I was going to do. And it was a complete disaster. And I remember, long story short, mate of mine just said, we'll go back and put your cap in hand and apologise to Russell and cop your lot and see if he doesn't sack you. And I, I was fearful that I'd be sacked from the club for that. And I thought probably at the time, you know, it was probably warranted. So Russell, I went the Sunday morning, he grabbed me, took me for a walk, put his arm around me and said, mate, Totally understand that you you know, you're fiercely competitive and you wanna win and you wanna do well and all the rest of it, but you just can't behave like that. You can't display like that and you're dragging everyone else down. So yeah, about six weeks and the twos. So that's where I went. And you did a and, course uh, mind powers. I did straight at the end of that season, I, I went off and did this course with a Canadian guy who came over and and it was um yeah, all about being able to use your, your, your brain to to succeed in whatever it is you wanna do and and it was really just about po- being able to talk to yourself positively, get yourself in a positive mindset, and then being able to influence others the same way. And uh, and never, ever blame anybody else for anything that happens to you. Just if it's happened, then learn how you control it and what you can't control. And it was such a, a, a revelation for me that it took me from being this really intense beast to sort of being more probably aware and unselfish Balanced, to help yeah. others and then you in turn benefit from it so I was, I was very fortunate that, that that happened and that was a you know pretty significant turning point for me in my
1: career and of course then you had a reasonable year in 87 under Russell but then Jack returning that you know, that helped you and Jack's yeah. ability is to you know sell anything he the master salesman you know to convince Wayne Marnie that he's, he was you know, and Adrian tree and guys who were just the role players that you know they were bigger than Ben Hur and do the job for Port in a final. He, he was Jack in that regard, second to none.
2: Yeah, and and uh, I have to agree with it because I think a lot of probably other coaches perhaps looked at our lineup and went, <laughs> "Yeah, you know, there's nothing really there to worry about." But what they didn't know was what Jack was instilling in us. And you know, I've been told forever that I was too slow and. Yep. You know, can't kick over a jam tin and can't jump, and and all those things are true. But <laughs> but the beauty of Jack was he used to say, Timmy, what's your strength, your ability to get the ball? Yeah. Because I said to he said to me when he first got there, he said, What are you doing? I said, oh, I've been doing sprint training for four years, and I've been, you know, and he said, uh, Yeah, we're going to stop that. And I said, But but you know, I'm, I'm not quick. And he said, Timmy, speed's up in your up in your head. Yeah. Your alertness, if you're alert, you'll get yeah. to the ball before them and you're never going to be quick. He said, so what? all you've probably got out of the last four years is a really nice action, but you're no quicker. Yeah. <laughs> and I loved it. It was It was like, no, we're going to just soar with your strengths. Yeah. So, and your ability, I'll get you fit as, he said, and then you get it and give it to the blokes who can run.
1: Can't argue with that.
3: It's amazing yeah. how coaches can get you to run through brick walls and – Jack was yeah. certainly one of those that certainly instilled in a lot of you guys that uh, that you could do exactly that.
1: Well, it yeah. did happen in and terms. The, it did the, happen the game for Anthony Williams. Like, yep, you know, talk about sliding doors. And yeah, I mean, be, I'm not being rude, but it virtually discovered George Fiarci that day as mm. well. That he ended up playing yeah. in a back pocket and where he'd previously been the the rover, the yes. fill-in rover, up and down the twos. Yep, you know.
2: Correct. Good honest yeah, battler
1: no. and he discovered yeah. that day and that started off the Batman and Robin and you guys you know, we Nord should have been well up at half time. The amount of play Nord had in that first half, you guys ran all over it. And then to drive in con in condo back to the Williams house. Yeah. I just I think that's it's one of the great shows of unity and emotion and
3: it transcends football, doesn't it? Yeah, and just yeah, it did it just showed it did. And I,
2: everything. I loved seeing um, Keith Thomas's view on it when uh, yeah. he was on that little um, yeah little story that we did. He said that he described when Jim Teal died. He said yep. we didn't handle it well. No, we didn't. He said we were over emotional, and he said you know we were standing in the lineup crying, and he said we just didn't handle it well. He said somehow he said Port Adelaide you just knew that it meant more, and and they were able to hold their composure when it when it mattered, you know. And uh, you can't blame anybody for anything. You just don't know how you're going to respond on those days. Well, Barmy
1: admits that we handled that badly in 86 as well. Spoke about it yeah. at length. And it, out of that, it was interesting where you said some of the younger – they knew from looking at the senior guys because it was – Norwood, it was before the elimination final against Woodville, went over in front of the, in front of the scoreboard and thing – and the younger guys who hadn't been as close to Jim were looking at the older guys going, yep. going "We're well, no on? chance." Yeah, yeah. Where Port yeah. were the other way, and it was just, mm. "We've got to win this for the, for the Williams family." And mm. Barmy yeah. admits that he, that he actually didn't want to make the focus Jim, but in the end, he probably should have. Yep. You know, yeah. So yeah.
2: Yeah. Nah, a, it was a tough day, but um, yeah, one that we sort of it, it does it's etched in the memory uh, forever.
1: And so you go through then, and then you, were, you you end up being part of the golden era with Port, the three flags through 88 to 90, and you're being a huge part of it and and that. And how about, let's go back. Yeah, I know you take the piss out of yourself, not quick, blah, 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 but you got the ball. You had to be disappointed, really, though, that you're one of the few people to be dual All-Australian at till Cup level not get looked at by an AFL club, Tim. It's yeah, look,
2: way. I... I, I, I... Again, philosophically, look back on it and go, yeah. If if you were in today's uh, modern draft system, there's, there's every chance you're picked up.
1: Oh, there's no top, way in the world in the you're five. a ju- yeah. you're a dual yeah. Australian. Top you ain't five. not getting drafted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, you, you'd, you'd be in
2: some system somewhere. Yeah. Um, but I think back then there was this. Uh, I was I was pretty light too. Um, when I started, I was sort of around that. 64 kilo mark, so I certainly wasn't carrying a lot of weight. But I think um, right more the thing about it at times. the time, yeah, they, they look, when the Vicks looked at uh, South Australia WA, they were either looking for key position players that they didn't have or they'd go for these really quick guys that they had these yeah. mudlarks. Yeah, you know, yeah that's that true. They went, they, these guys are tough, but we need a quicker outside sort of player um, or faster sort of. And we had a lot of really good midfielders who were quite toying. So, in that era I came through, um, we, we were producing the likes of you know McGinnis, Platten, Naily. God Almighty! The, yeah. the small brigade were Terrible. outstanding players, and and they had all the tricks and all the things that I didn't have. So for me, um, the the one ability I had was to, to find the footy, yeah. and and it and it was you know sort of probably something that
1: they thought, well, we got a lot of those. We probably don't need them, right? A funny moment, Tim. Go through the uh, famous nineteen ninety two at the at the brewery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll make this my last one. They're, they're calling
2: me for dinner, but <laughs> yeah. you know what's sad, Malcolm? Driving up Port Road, yeah, and the, and the bloody right. chimney's not there. Yeah. It's I unbelievable. Yep. God, on what it's sad. But that was that. I always say one of the great traditions of sample Footy, and we've had it for you know a long time is the chimney and the Tuesday. And, you know, we made it our whole whole routine. Greg yep. Phillips would roll it out and say, this is what we're doing this day. This is what we're doing the next day. And, you know, you, you, you top it off with the, with the chimney on Tuesday. We'd go fishing or crabbing on the Wednesday. It was just such a great week, and you'd always look forward to it. And, of course, that year, 92, was Greg's only as captain. Yep. And we got up on the stage and did all the things. And then as we are coming down, Greg says, hey, um, boys how about we go up have a photo and i said photo for me yeah no worries and of course back then you had all the television stations, you know, yes. all the papers, you know, and when I do my stand-up gig, I say, you know, I said, you know, back then there was a, the advertiser in the morning and the newspaper in yep. the afternoon, and I said, you'd have the messenger on the Thursday night, and I said, you know, and they were all there, I said, you know, along with Football Times magazine and yep. and uh, and Hustler magazine, I said, and, and I said, they were all there. <laughs> <laughs> <You> <laughs> and idiot. people like you blokes that laugh. I go, what are you laughing at? <laughs> do you have a copy of that? <laughs> 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 and then we, we got up the top to the roof and uh, i thought we were just going to walk over to the chimney stand there the four of us and it was greg phillips um Mark North Williams, East. paul yep. northeast and myself and we just stood there and had this photo taken and then they said go up the ladder a bit well greg took off he just went and choco stopped us and said hang on hang on we've got a typical choco Got to get you in, in shirt order because some of us had a black shirt and others had a white. So Greg had a white one on. So he said, Norther, you go next. You've got a black. I'll go third because i got a white. And Timmy, you're last because you got black. I said, right, done. So we're black, white, black, white. So we get to the ladder and I did not climb a rung. I just turned around and had a photo. And then they said, can you go up a bit further? Well, Greg took off. <laughs> Norther followed. <laughs> And then Mark goes, and then I go. And before I know it, I'm halfway up the ladder thinking to myself, oh, shit, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm, I'm shit scared of heights. And the only reason I did it was because I thought I was going to be front page of the paper. So off we go. This is how, how obsessed I am with being noticed. So <laughs> up they go. <laughs> <laughs> it comes really? from a big family yeah. in number seven. So up they go. with Greg firing up, and I said, Greg, I said, how far we go, mate? He said, all the way, to me, all the way, mate, just like we did on Saturday. We're <laughs> the champions! And I'm thinking, oh, shit. And then Paul Northeast is next. He's not saying a word, and I'm thinking, oh, this is bad because he's a psycho. And then, Choco, and he will not shut up talking. He's going, oh, my God, Timmy, this is incredible. This is a brand new fear. Don't look down, Timmy, for God's sake. Oh, <laughs> look at I said, shut up, Choco. Let's just get to the top. So we get up there, and Greg, he fires around, and then all it goes, and he's not too too steady on the feet and then choco goes and he's bloody chatting away blah 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 and then i get up and i am absolutely gone i don't know if you've ever had that feeling where in your guts you've completely lost your balance and my mm. legs are wobbling
1: and so i've crouched down yeah you I'm are you're holding it far more than anyone else timmy g
2: and i can hear this little ant down the bottom say
1: stand, up, stand
2: <laughs> up so as i stood up and for a proper upright photo I didn't realise, but it's a fair dinkum chimney. And the wind changed direction and the heat off of the chimney. it. it felt, I felt like it burnt my head and I thought I was like Michael Jackson and the Pepsi at My hair was on fire. <laughs> well, I dived for the I dived for the rail, grabbed what I thought was the rail, which was the gate. I went flying out on the gate and Mark Williams grabbed my arm and pulled me back in oh, and wow. said, hang on, mate. We haven't, He said, we haven't finished the photo. <laughs> <laughs> so they went click, 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 and we got down off of the... Off of the ladder, I couldn't believe, it. and I got to the thing, and then there's a security guard there, and he's had his arms balled, and he was all smug, and he said, "That won't happen again next year." I said, "You're fucking telling me it won't? It'll never happen again ever!" And
3: it never did, mate. We know you've got to head off. Uh, is there any chance we might be able to get you for part two next week, or in another, or another week. another time? Because we've got a ton yeah, of yeah, stuff we, we still want to get through, mate.
2: Yeah, no worries, buddy. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah we'll do two we'll parts, and we'll stir you yeah. up
1: because he also, let's not forget, he did meet meet his wife at Heaven Nightclub. So there's right. there's plenty more to
3: come. Well, we won't add that one yeah. to the the teaser yeah. just yet, but we'll yeah. talk about it uh, next time or next week.
2: All right, boys. I'll catch you then.
3: No worries, mate. Thank you very much for your time tonight, and yeah, we'll touch base and see where we can fit you in next week.
2: Beautiful. Thanks, Pete. Thanks, mate. Cheers, mate. Bye. Bye.
3: Thanks, Jimmy G.